Well, we've come to Psalm 89, which is the last psalm in Book 3 of the Psalms. This is a contemplation by Ethan the Ezraite. And it's a long psalm. I will sing of the loving kindness of Yahweh forever. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. Indeed, I declare that love stands firm forever. You establish the heavens and your faithfulness is in them. I have made a covenant with my chosen one. I have sworn to David my servant, I will establish your offspring forever and build up your throne to all generations. Selah. The heavens will praise your wonders, Yahweh, your faithfulness also in the assembly of the holy ones. For who in the skies can be compared to Yahweh? Who among the sons of the heavenly beings is like Yahweh? A very awesome God in the council of the holy ones, to be feared above all those who are around him. Yahweh, God of armies, who is a mighty one like you? Yah, your faithfulness is around you. You rule the pride of the sea. When its waves rise up, you calm them. You have broken Rahab in pieces like one of the slain. You have scattered your enemies with your mighty arm. The heavens are yours. The earth also is yours. The world and its fullness, you have founded them. You have created the north and the south. Tabor and Hermon rejoice in your name. You have a mighty arm. Your hand is strong and your right hand is exalted. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Loving kindness and truth go before your face. Blessed are the people who learn to acclaim you. They walk in the light of your presence, Yahweh. In your name they rejoice all day. In your righteousness they are exalted. For you are the glory of their strength. In your favour our horn will be exalted. For our shield belongs to Yahweh, our King to the Holy One of Israel. Then you spoke in vision to your saints and said, I have given strength to the warrior. I have exalted a young man from the people. I have found David my servant. I have anointed him with my holy oil, with whom my hand shall be established. My arm will also strengthen him. No enemy will tax him. No wicked man will oppress him. I will beat down his adversaries before him and strike those who hate him. But... My faithfulness and my loving kindness will be with him. In my name, his horn will be exalted. I will set his hand also on the sea and his right hand on the rivers. He will call to me, you are my father, my God and the rock of my salvation. I will also appoint him my firstborn, the highest of the kings of the earth. I will keep my loving kindness for him forevermore. My covenant will stand firm with him. I will also make his offspring endure forever and his throne as the days of heaven. If his children forsake my law and don't walk in my ordinances, if they break my statutes and don't, don't keep my commandments, then I will punish their sin with the rod and their iniquity with stripes. But I will not completely take my loving kindness from him nor allow my faithfulness to fail. I will not break my covenant nor alter what my lips have uttered. Once I have sworn by my holiness, I will not lie to David. His offspring will endure forever, his throne like the sun before me. It will be established forever like the moon, the faithful witness in the sky. Selah. But you have rejected and spurned. You have been angry with your anointed. 
You have renounced the covenant of your servant. You have defiled his crown in the dust. You have broken down all his hedges. You have brought his strongholds to ruin. All who pass by the way rob him. He has become a reproach to his neighbours. You have exalted the right hand of his adversaries. You have made all his enemies rejoice. Yes, you turned back the edge of his sword and have not supported him in battle. You have ended his splendour and thrown his throne down to the ground. You have shortened the days of his youth and have covered him with shame. Selah. How long, Yahweh, will you hide yourself forever? Will your wrath burn like fire? Remember how short my time is, for what vanity you have created of the children of men. What man is he who shall live and not see death, who shall deliver his soul from the power of Sheol? Selah. Lord, where are your former loving kindnesses, which you swore to David in your faithfulness? Remember, Lord, the reproach of your servants, how I bear in my heart the taunts of all the mighty people, with which your enemies have mocked Yahweh, with which they have mocked the footsteps of your anointed one. Blessed be Yahweh forevermore. Amen and Amen. Okay, so this is a psalm by the sons of Korah and by Ethan the Ezraite. Now, Ethan's another one of the sons of Korah. Like in the last chapter, we mentioned that Heman the Ezraite was a son of Korah. Ethan is also a son of Korah, but at, it seems like at a much later time. This psalm's actually all about the promise that God gave to King David. So God made this promise to David that said he would have an eternal throne. He would never fail to have someone to sit upon the throne. And we found that we talked about that at length when we were going through 2 Samuel. And uh, so you can go back and watch those videos there in the early chapters of 2 Samuel. So what happened was, and of course the Lord said to David that, that you know, you wanted to build a house for me, I will build a house for you. Because David wanted to build the temple. But God said to him, you won't build the temple, but your son will build the temple. So this promise that God made to David was that he would never fail to have one of his children sit on the throne. His kingdom would be an eternal kingdom. David must have interpreted this very much physically. And yet we know that the son that would sit on the throne forever was Jesus. Jesus was going to be the son from the line of David that would sit on an eternal throne. Because David's other son, Solomon, you know, his kingdom was pretty glorious, but it was only a matter of a few generations. And the kingdom was looking pretty dicey. And then eventually, by the time you get down to later descendants of David, King Zedekiah, it's all over and they get carted off to Babylon. If it was that point in history, you had looked at the kingdom and said, what about God's promise to David? It would have looked like it wasn't correct. And uh, But that's because that's not what God was thinking. <laughs> the, the truth is that the son of David's that built the temple was Jesus. The temple is the church, not the physical temple that Solomon built. They all thought that it was Solomon that was going to build the temple because they were thinking physically. But the true promise and the true meaning was the permanent thing, the real, real that God was doing in the earth and it still exists. The temple is still there and the kingdom is still there and these are eternal things. But this psalm is written by Ethan the Ezraite at a certain point after that and he looks back at that and says, God, you made this promise to David 
but doesn't look like you're doing what you promised. You know, why are you defeating us in battle? And he says, remember the promise to David, your servant. So this psalm is actually a prayer to God to remember your promises and do what you've said. So we can see in this psalm the misunderstanding. They'd interpreted it all in a physical way, but at the same time, the prayer is the prayer that we must pray. We must go to the Lord and say, Lord, remember your promise. But remember the things you've said and we pray for the kingdom of God and we pray for his people to be firmly established. So this is actually a really interesting psalm because it's a psalm all about Christ. But it's also a psalm showing us the way that we must pray. We put God in front of his word and say, Lord, you've said this, now do what you have said. The psalm ends in verse 52 with this. Blessed be Yahweh forevermore. Amen and amen. That last verse is technically not a part of the psalm. It's the doxology. Every one of the five books of the psalms has this little verse similar to this at the end, which is kind of like the blessing for the end of the book. It's added onto the last psalm, but it's it, you can tell it's the blessing because it says, Amen and Amen. So it's the last verse of book three. What can we learn from this psalm? We learn that it's our job to hold the Lord to his word. The Lord doesn't say something and then not do it. Ethan the Ezraite, to him, it looked like the Lord was not doing what he said, so he was getting in prayer and making the Lord know. Not that the Lord had forgotten, but that's what we need to do too. We need to trust the Lord when things don't seem how they're supposed to be. We go to the Lord and say, Lord, you've given promises. You've said you're going to do a certain thing and hold into his word. And the Lord loves prayers that are like that. Father, I want to thank you for book three of the Psalms, all the chapters that we've just been through, and ask you to bless us and help us to pray with a bit of grit like Ethan the Ezraite. Let the power and the faith that comes, Lord, to your people be in us. In Jesus' name, amen.